What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Freaking Yai 88 Unfiltered. I am your host, Freaking Yai 88. And uh, let me start off by thanking those of you who came here to listen to the podcast after watching my YouTube video, just kind of plugging the podcast and, you know, mentioned that I was going to be talking about this story here. Um, if you, if you, the birth of my daughter is probably not your cup of tea. There are a handful of episodes uh, previously uploaded, just talking about a wide variety of topics, uh, celebrity, music, sports, professional wrestling. So if you want to go ahead and check those out, feel free to do so. And hey, uh, if you like anything you hear, just go ahead and uh, subscribe any, at whatever platform you're listening to this. And uh, for those of you that are tuning in that have been checking out every other episode, um, uh, thank you guys for tuning in again. And um, yeah, so this story of the birth of my daughter, man, being born at home, I never in a million years would think that I was going to deliver the birth of my daughter at home, unplanned, unprepared. But that's how it went down. Um, I'll start the story by going back to March 2nd, 2019. Uh, Saturday, March 2nd, 2019, to be exact. This was the baby shower. Um, and it was cool, man. We had only very close friends were invited uh, and family. And because otherwise, if we would have stretched it out to just any friend, like it would have been a really packed packed place, assuming they all showed up, which we had every reason to believe that they did just because all our friends and family were just so excited for us, um, especially uh, at work we each had a baby shower from our departments. Like she had a baby shower thrown to her by her department. I had a baby shower thrown to me by my department. Like it was it was really, really supportive and cool to see everyone excited for us. Um, the baby shower itself was a blast. Um, we had games and you know all the gimmicks that you do at baby showers. Um, our daughter got spoiled with gifts. Like it was really crazy. Really cool and touching to see though that um, just the reaction that people had when we opened their gifts and how excited they were to give those to us. Um, we did have a gift registry, so we got basically all the things that we knew we'd need. Um, nothing crazy, because I know every time I, any anytime anyone, anyone probably hears the word gift registry, you're just like, okay, they probably had like $100, $200 items. Like, no, I think the most expensive item we had on there might have been the diaper genie, and that was like, I don't even know, honestly, maybe like 50 bucks. I can't remember, but um, it was nothing, uh, nothing too bad. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to know as well that my, our daughter had a surplus of clothes um, and diapers. She, we didn't have to buy diapers for months. Like it, we were so good on that. But um, yeah, like you know, it was it was a cool time. And at this point, you know, this is our daughter's um, or my fiance's due date was originally March twenty eighth. So at this point, theoretically, you would think you know twenty six more days and the baby's due to to be born. But we didn't even go into March thinking she's going to be born March 28th. We were always thinking she's going to be born sooner, especially as it got closer to March. We just started seeing uh, things like not necessarily contractions before March, but we started just, I don't know, we got this gut feeling. And for me, it was a gut feeling. For my fiance, it was more of a physical thing. She was carrying the baby. She could feel, she would tell me it's like, it's not a contraction, but the way that the baby's moving, it's like... I, it makes me feel like she's gonna come out sooner and um at this point you know at the baby shower my fiance was just like right there you know the home stretch is there she was um she was such a graceful uh, pregnant uh prego you know um and she doesn't listen to the podcast so she, i don't have to worry about her <laughs> not wanting for me to come on here and brag about her because she's modest like that but she handled her pregnancy like a 
champ. Like, I'm not even kidding. No nasty mood swings, no, like, really bad eating habits. Like, all the things that you read about that women can have um, negatively affect them during their pregnancy, she did not experience them. She was so good at, as a prego. And, I like, even the previous year, um, in July, so this would have been, like, uh, about a couple weeks or so after we found out that she was pregnant um we went to a wrestling show an nxt show and at this point she's already experiencing some of the symptoms you know discomfort uh fatigue she sat in an uncomfortable chair with wrestling fans that hygiene is like number nine on their list of priorities and just sat through that whole show like a champ and you know and that same weekend she put together my birthday party and it was just like you know, like, who does that? Like, only incredible women like her do that, you know? But, um, yeah, she was awesome. And so, at this point, you know, going back to, you know, the baby shower, um, that, around that point, she was just, like, she was, that day, she was, I think, I could tell she was kind of running on adrenaline. She was so excited, so happy to see everyone, so happy to wear her dress that she bought, and, you know, just things that women look like, or look forward to, you know, like when they're pregnant and stuff, she was just so happy that day, and at the end of the night, too, she felt so touched by all the gifts, like our family room in the house was just like, it was like a storage room for all the gifts, um, but she couldn't, like at the end of the day, when she stopped and thought about it or felt it, she was really tired, she's just like, I want this baby to be born already, and it wasn't like fed up, it was more like, she was just anxious to hold the baby, but she was, um, uh, she did have those days where she'd have, she'd be so, so much in pain that she'd cry, and it wasn't like an emotional, hysterical cry, but it was like, like, she was so tired that it bummed her out, it almost like made her feel like maybe she was too weak to be pregnant, at least that's the way I, I took it, and I felt bad, because I'm like, like, give yourself some credit, like, you're doing this for the second time, and you're, up until now you've been handling like a like a champ you know so at the end of the baby shower she was you know she got that feeling again but it did help that the event that happened that day you know just kind of make her feel good about herself and stuff um so then we fast forward a week later the weekend of march 9th um right at this point she's been feeling i want to say like teeny tiny contractions nothing enough that makes us say um you're gonna have the baby like today but we were anticipating the following week, the, the week of the 11th through the 15th. We just had this feeling like it, it's going to happen. Like, and it, it wasn't like we had really something, you know, structural to go off of and say, well, remember that day when, you know, this and that happened? Like, no, it was just one of those good feelings where, like, you're getting the contractions now. They're going to kick it up. I know it. And she thought she felt that as well. And it did because that Saturday, the 9th, and the Sunday, the 10th, the contractions got bigger and bigger. Now, not like humongously big, but they were getting stronger and uh, and longer. Now we go to March 11th, the, that Monday. She had a couple of times that day where she maybe for a split second thought, okay, the baby's coming, we need to go to the hospital. We didn't end up going to the hospital, though. Um, at this point, I've already had my bag packed my hospital bag i bought the um the wrestling stable for those who are not familiar the elite i bought a backpack of theirs i saw it on sale hot topic 15 dollars. originally 60 all kinds of compartments perfect for traveling or for carrying all kinds of shit to the hospital so i bought that sucker i had it packed 
um, because I was anticipating, you know, that the day would come, and I figured that, hey, whenever it happens, I'm going to feel like a real goof and failure if I can't do something as easy as be prepared with my bag for the hospital. So I had that thing ready. Um, now we go to the 12th, the Tuesday. Uh, the contractions got stronger. Um, at one point, we did think we may have be, we may be going to the hospital uh, late in the afternoon. It didn't happen, but we thought that the next day was just going to get worse with the contractions, and it, you know, we never know. So I did put in PTO for that next day, uh, for that Wednesday. And uh, the thing is, is that I had a doctor's appointment in the morning, and it was one of those appointments where I had to do it, you know, and it's just it's hard to reschedule you know i needed to keep it let's just leave it at that but the 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 hard thing about this was is that i'm really terrible and i'll be honest with my phone calls um i don't get many but when i do it's like i more than likely will not answer because i just i don't know i'm just really bad at that like i happen to not have my phone with me and you know whatever it is and for some reason probably because she's one of the only one of the two three people that ever call me is that whenever my fiance calls me i always miss her calls and she never lets me forget it that day when i was going to go to the to the doctor and leave her alone while she's you know having these contractions and whatnot first of all i asked her are you sure it's okay for me to go because you know i needed to keep the appointment but if she needed me to do it like i'd do it you know i'm not going to tell her no so i asked her she said she was sure just make sure, please have your phone and answer the phone if I call you, please. Like she made me like beggar and I told her, yeah, like I trust me, I have my ringer on as loud as it goes, my the vibrate, everything, every sort of notification I'd have, um, I'd get and I promise you I will, you know, answer the call. If the doctor's talking to me, I'll cut him off and say, hold on, I may be having a baby and I'll just, you know, <laughs> return your call. I just, or answer your call, just I promise you I will have my phone on, on me. And she said, okay, cool. So I go to the doctor, and while I'm at the doctor, she's telling me that she's getting, like, little stronger contractions. And I'm like, oh, fuck, please get me out of here quick. And uh, and I asked her, do you need me to come home? She said no, but I'd still, I, I'm wanting to go home already, you know? So then I'll be able to go through the, through the appointment. As, as soon as I get out of my appointment, I text her, and she said that she's doing better. Uh, I haven't got a contraction, at least not as strong as I did earlier. Um, but I'm good. I'm just really hungry. And I'm like, okay. So I get home and then I go get food. Um, it was Wednesday. So, you know, <laughs> we got wings from uh, Pizza Hut, Wing Street Pizza Hut. If you never had the boneless wings, I'm not a big advocate for boneless wings. I think they're good, but I prefer traditional. However, the boneless wings, burning hot flavor from Pizza Hut are legit. I love those. And on Wednesdays when they're, I think, half off for each wing, I we definitely go in on that. So, I got the food, come back, and we're eating. This is probably around 1 o'clock in the afternoon at this point. And she got like a really, I don't know if I want to say really big contraction, but it was to the point where she felt uncomfortable eating, and she didn't want to eat anymore. And then at the same time, she was like, I don't know, kind of, um, and this might be TMI, so I apologize, but she didn't want to have all kinds of wings in her stomach just because you know sometimes things happen when you're giving birth so um because of those two things taking those two things into consideration she just stopped eating and i you know i felt bad so i didn't want to keep eating in front of her um and so we just kind of hung out in the living room and then the contractions just went like through the roof 
and she was just like, okay, like it's gonna happen today. So um, I went and I picked up my son from school. I got him out early because he needed to be accounted for. And my dad, I think, got home at this point. So we did have someone that could stay home with them. So that was good um, because my mom and her mom were going to be in the room with her while she was giving birth. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we go to the hospital uh, probably around 345 around there no actually like four it was like four o'clock and luckily the hospital is really close by like it's like a f- eight six minute drive from the house so it's really it's really close so i got my my bag i got her bag uh for the hospital and we were on our way we get there they check us into um what's it called triage or some shit like that um and we tell them what's going on and she's like all right we'll take a seat you know, we they get us like a little room or whatever, and they're doing all the gimmicks that you can think of, like the the tests and stuff to see if the baby's gonna come out. And long story short, after being there for, hmm, I want to say thirty minutes, basically the nurse was saying, "Oh, it's not gonna happen." Like she downplayed the contractions, saying they weren't strong enough, they weren't frequent enough that from what from each other that no, nah, I think it's just a false alarm, and then. 15 minutes later, she comes back just to kind of do a once-over. And she's like, no, yeah, it, everything's good. And she says, we're going to send you home. And she, the nurse leaves the room. And I just look at my fiance and the look on her face is just pain, um, disappointment, and probably like a little bit of anger. Just because she's telling me, like, I know this baby's going to happen. Like, I, I just know it. And I don't know why they're sending me home. And I told her, like, well, do you want me to, like, I'll tell her, like, if you think we should stay. Um, and, you know, she's just like, no, I, like, let's just go home and this and that. And um, so I'm like, okay. And I just felt really bad for her. She couldn't even walk. Like, we got out of the, the room and, you know, got back to the car and she couldn't walk. And I'm just like, why are we being sent home when she can't even walk? Like, this is bullshit like i'm really frustrated but at the same time i have to control most of my emotions because not only is this going to stress her out and you know she's gonna at this point she's kind of feeding off whatever energy i put out and if i put that without without actually acting on it because it's different if i'm gonna bitch and complain but actually go up to the desk and tell them no we're staying or doing something then maybe that's different because at least she sees that it's going towards something and possibly her staying at the hospital but if we were just walking back to the car and i was just bitching and complaining without actually going back in there you know it just it wasn't it um i did mention to her i can't remember if it was that same day or like a few days ago but i think it was a few days prior to that that my coworkers, um, my immediate department uh, at the office is all females. Like I'm the only guy in my department, so I think all but one are mothers, and they all told me that there's this tea that you drink and it's all natural. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but you drink it and it really helps induce your labor, um, and you know just to kind of help the baby come out. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I told her, you know, my fiance, when we got to the car after being sent home, uh, let's, do you want to stop by? And she was like, oh no, I told her I'm gonna drop you off at home, and then I'm gonna go get the tea. And she's like, no, no, take me with you. Like, we'll 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 go. You don't have to take me home. 
And I, tr- I kept insisting for me to take her home because I felt that she'd be more comfortable in a bed or something. But she was just like, nothing's going to make me comfortable. Let's just go get the tea. So we go to two stores. They both don't have the tea. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I don't want to keep driving around because she's in pain. And, you know, it's just uncomfortable even more. I don't, like I didn't care what she said. Like, it, it cannot be more comfortable sitting here in my Jeep than at home on a bed or a couch, you know? So... After not finding the tea that we're looking for in two different stores, um, we got home. And at this point, like, she's just in pain, dude. Like, she's just, she is super in pain. And I'm telling her, like, we need to go back. And she's just like, no, like, I, th- I forgot what she told me. But she basically said that she just at least for now wants to do something that will calm her down. And this is where all, all hell's going to break loose. Because shit's about to go down and I don't even know it. So she tells me, she's bouncing on this like big, I don't know, like exercise ball. Like just picture like those huge uh, uh, plastic uh, blow-up dolls or balls. I'm sorry, blow-up dolls. <laughs> blow-up balls that you that you do like sit-ups on or whatever, you know, for exercise. Um, she has one of those and she's kind of like sitting on it and bouncing like up and down because that's supposed to help, you know, uh, with the labor and also just kind of help. Uh, stabilize the pain so to speak you know just the discomfort so she's on that and she's asking me if i can draw a bath for her like she thinks a warm bath will really help her out and i'm like okay i can do that so i go to the bathroom and the thing with the bat the bathtub at that time we didn't have the plug on it it was just like stripped out like you know where you put the plug so that you can actually take a bath with the water rising up or whatever um it was not there And I couldn't find it. And I'm like, shit, where the hell did we put that? And I couldn't find it. So um, I was looking and looking. Maybe five minutes go by or so. I find the plug, but it's not wanting to stay in. Like it won't let the water bunch up so she can have a bath in there. So I do like the most MacGyver shit ever. And I just, I try to put the plug in there as much as I can. There's like little creases, like spots where the water could still get, go down to the drain on the sides. Um... I can't really explain it, but just picture like a, a lid where the left and the right kind of have like a small crack that air can go in and out of whatever. So the water was still not hold up. So I just get like a handful or whatever, like a, a few baby wipes and I just make them into like a little ball and I use them essentially like as a plug. And I turn on the water and I'm like, oh, yes, it's working like it's holding up the water. And maybe like um, two minutes or so or a minute of letting the water rise, like, my fiance just comes in the bathroom, and she's just like, I need to use the bathroom, please get out, and I'm like, okay, I just get out, give her a space, and um, she's telling me, um, like, after maybe 20 seconds or so of being in the bathroom, she's telling me, like, like it hurts, it really hurts, I think she's gonna come, I think she's coming, the baby's gonna be born, or I think, I think we need to go back to the hospital. That's what she said. I need, we need to go back to the hospital. I'm like, okay. So then I run from the side of the house to the opposite side of the house. Um, that was so bad. But I run to the opposite side of the house, um, grabbing my, making sure I have my keys, everything. And that way I can run back, get the bags and get her and then just, you know, we'll go. And at this point, um, I'm, at, I'm at the opposite of the end of the house where I'm trying to look for the keys. And I have the keys in my hand when my son comes. And he just tells me, Dad, uh, I think Mom's crying. She's calling you. And I run to the bathroom 
And I'm just like, what happened? She's just like, the baby's coming. The baby, And I'm like, what? And I just take down my backpack, take take off the straps. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like, I'm just like staying calm. And I'm, like, I'm just trying to ex- kind of just take the situation in and see what I can do. Like, I'm obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm going to try and do the best I can. Just observe the situation. She's in the bathroom. She's about to give birth. She's standing up. She's not even laying down. Like, I'm like, okay, like, I need to make sure the baby doesn't fall, like, things and that. And I don't know. I think this is probably just me. I think looking back on it, what I can honestly say I was thinking when I did this is that I still had that little thought that maybe, just maybe the baby is not going to be born and it's just a really big contraction. So instead of calling 911, the first thing I do is I start texting my cousin who has given birth twice. She works at the hospital. You know, she's going to be knowledgeable about this kind of stuff. And she very quickly responds and basically tells me, just call 911. Like, let them, you know, do it or whatever. So I call 911. And at this point, she, my fiance is just, you know, like she's not scream, but she's just like, you know, ah, like it's, it's, she's the contraction is getting stronger and stronger. And um, she's like, she's coming out. And I'm, um, I have the phone on speaker, 911, the dispatcher's talking to me. She's walk, trying to walk me through what's going on. She's telling me what to do. She's, um, and with two, let me repeat that again, with two pushes, the baby comes out. Like, it only took two fucking pushes for my fiance to push the baby out. Like, that is just such a badass thing to do. There's there's women that, and no disrespect to anybody that took a long time to give birth, but there's women that lay down, they have the proper equipment and the people around them supporting them, and they're just like, you know, it, it takes a while. It took two fucking pushes to get that baby out. And then I just see, when she says that the baby's coming out, I remember that I can see the head. Like, and now for anyone that's asking me, I was beside my fiance, so I wasn't like getting a, you know, frontal view. Um, It was more like I was seeing the baby come out like upside down, basically. Or was she upside down? Yeah, the the first thing I saw was the head. I remember that. And then, um, um, so the the head starts coming out. I'm just like, oh shit. And then, like, I look uh, away and I'm gonna try. at the phone because i'm like trying to talk i'm trying to direct my voice and my my head in the direction of the phone so that the dispatcher for 911 could you know communicate with me and i look back and then more of the body's coming out and the baby just slides down almost like slow motion and i don't even know how she turned because again the first thing i remember seeing is the head coming out but she ended up coming out the right way like you know feet out so i guess she i don't even know how the fuck it happened but it almost seemed to me like slow motion. She just came out gracefully, and she lands in the toilet. Now, before anyone you know jumps to conclusions, let me tell you exactly how it happened. Like she slid down ever so slowly, and at this point, like my fiance was trying to you know squat and get a little um, closer to the the toilet, so that way it's not like a big drop, you know, for the baby. And um, she kind of just shimmies down in there, but she didn't slide all the way into the toilet. She was more into like the actual porcelain part, you know, like the part that looks like the, um, fuck, I don't even know how to explain it. Like the outer part of the bowl, I guess that's the only way I know how to describe it. And she just kind of barely rests in there for like 
a second before I just, she's like, grab her, grab her. And I, I, I went in there and I grabbed her and I lifted her and I was holding her. And I was just like, I didn't even have time to have that fuzzy moment where I'm like, oh my God, this is my baby. Like, oh, like looking at her all cute and all. I was just, I grabbed the baby and I looked at her face and I'm just like, before I can even take in the moment that I'm holding my freaking daughter, I'm talking to the, the dispatcher. I told her that she's born. She's asking me all these things. I'm like, can you please just send the ambulance here? She's asking me for my address and she kind of doesn't hear me. And I'm like, I, I'm spelling everything out, saying it as clearly and slowly while still quickly as possible just so she can get everything and she tells me that the paramedics will be there soon um and she's like i've already dispatched the paramedics for right now uh make sure there's nothing in the baby's mouth ears or nose make sure that everything is clean so i got my shirt and i wiped as much as i could but she said get a towel um and i didn't wipe her face with my towel with my shirt i think i was wiping like her arm or something and then um at this point i told uh what happened? Um, I gave her back to my fiance. I go out and then my dad, um, like, what's going on? I was like, I was like, Cassie had the baby. The baby's born. He's just like, you're like, what? Like, he couldn't believe it. And I go back in the bathroom after I grabbed the towel because the dispatcher told me that she should be warm. The baby should be wrapped and warm. And I can use the towel to wipe, you know, any blood or anything like that that's on her face. And there we sat, maybe for a few minutes. Thankfully, the paramedics got there quick because, again, we know we live close to the hospital. And the paramedics get there, and they're just like, they're just, I love that they were so, like, upbeat. Like, they were just kind of like, like, wow, this is awesome. You guys had a baby. That kind of vibe they were putting out. It wasn't more like, a, okay, everybody stand back. This is this is dangerous. Like, we don't have any equipment. Like, we need to make sure assess the situation. They did not, like, they weren't antsy about it at all. They were very helpful. They were very knowledgeable. I'm not saying that they were super laid back. But the aura and the vibe that they put out was just very good and very uh, comforting and reassuring for us. Um, and I just, I got out of the bathroom to let the paramedics go in there and, you know, just do what they had to do and uh, i'm just taking it all in like and at this point like i wish i didn't think about this back then but i wish like we're calling this story right now to you guys and anytime i ever think about that day is i freaking wish i filmed man i really wish i filmed because even if i didn't upload it on youtube that's like that's not that's footage you kill for you know what i mean like that's stuff that would not only be cool to show my daughter, but just to kind of watch every now and then, you know, just because of such craziness and stuff. But um, I didn't film and I didn't. I think at one point I did remember to to film or or take a picture, at least I, now that I think about it. But I think because my hands were like were dirty and I didn't want to grab my phone. And then at the same time, I was thinking like, instead of grabbing my phone, I need to make sure that my daughter's taken care of, you know what I mean? So it just, it, it didn't end up happening. But um, then my mom gets home um, while all this is going on. And she's just like, what? Like, what, you know, like I, they told me and I, um, my sister got home as well from work. So everything, everybody's getting home right now. It's just madness in the house going on. And um, my mom was like, you know, my parents were just telling me like, this is like, this is a beautiful moment. And, you know, things that you would think parents would tell you uh, in that situation if your child was born in their house. <laughs> um, and then uh, the paramedics allowed me to go in the bathroom and cut the umbilical cord with the scissors. And, you know, the next thing you know, they have my wife uh, on a stretcher with my daughter. And, you know, they're just making sure everything's okay. And uh, we go to, we get in the ambulance to go back to the hospital 
and um, I didn't get to ride in the back of the ambulance without which I was like shit like I, well, I want to ride in the back of the ambulance like you never will get a chance to ride in the back of an ambulance knowing that everything's good you know what I mean like unless you go on a paramedic ride along whatever but I'm not I'm not in sixth grade I'm not gonna be doing that so I figured like damn I missed my chance because any other time you know god forbid I ever ride in, in the back of an ambulance it's gonna be bad news you know what I mean so uh, or at least not a it's a not so good situation at the least so I really wanted to ride in the back but there was no room unfortunately so I rode in the front and I remember I'm just texting there's a group chat with a bunch of my cousins and I and my and my fiance and I'm telling them that you know she's okay the baby's born I texted uh one of my sister-in-laws who's um like a few months uh younger than me so we're like the same age basically and she thought I was kidding like she told me like this that's not funny you're not don't like uh don't say that or something like that like she was pretty serious and then I took a picture like selfie view and then like so she could see behind me that her her sister was in the stretcher like we're in the back of an ambulance and um yeah like i'm trying to tell you know the people that i think would want to know about the situation and then so we get to the hospital we go through the back end the emergency entrance or whatever and who would you think is the first person we see as soon as the stretcher goes in there trying to get her in there quickly to get to a room none other than that stupid ass lady that sent us home not an hour earlier than that and she's just like oh uh i didn't think she was gonna be born and she like she downplayed it and she was and she acted so surprised and i gave her the dirtiest fucking look that i could at that time because keep in mind my main priority is you know making sure that my daughter and my my fiance are taken care of and everything's good and she knows that i'm here for her but the split second that i got an opportunity to that I thought was okay to look at her and just let her know, like, I know what you did, bitch, and I know that you fucked up. I gave her that look because I was so mad. So many things wrong could have happened. You know what I mean? Like, no equipment. Like, I'm not a fucking doctor, you know what I mean? Nor am I an aspiring doctor at, at that. Like, I know nothing about medical, nothing about delivering a baby at home, but she put us, she put us in that situation, and I... Like I'm not like I'm trying to be a better person about holding grudges. There are people that like I'll, I can tell you I just I'll never vibe, I'll never fuck with them. But as far as grudges, I try not to hold on to them. But with that lady, given everything that happened, like I can tell you that if I saw her in the street, um, I'd give her the dirty look again. I won't let it consume me. Obviously, it's not going to be something I'm gonna have on my mind all the time. But if I ever see her again in public, I'm gonna give her that dirty look because that bitch, I want her to know that. There are people out there that will hold her accountable, at least by giving her a dirty look and making her hopefully feel some sort of guilt. But anyways, we get to the room and, you know, from there, um, it was crazy because I actually skipped one thing. As we were leaving the house, you know, to get in the ambulance and go to the hospital, um, there was uh, one of my aunt's cars pulled up. One of my cousin's cars pulled up and it was just like a really crazy scene outside the house. Like, you know, I got the ambulance. I think we had firefighters as well i can't remember no i think it was just ambulance but we had all kinds of cars outside and probably the neighbors are wondering what that'll happen you know and when my sister pulled up to the house she told me when she saw that there was a, an ambulance outside she couldn't tell if it was at our house or the neighbor's house and the neighbors um one of the neighbors that we have um they're elderly people um the the male is a vet an army vet so she thought that like oh no like you know he died like she and she's 
uh, pretty close to them. You know, she thinks that they're just like the sweetest people or whatever. I don't have anything against them. I just, I don't interact with them that much. But she's, she does. So she was bummed. She thought it was them. You know, that was her first thought. But, um, but yeah, and then just going back to the hospital. So they settled us in in one room. And at this point, all the people that I mentioned that were parked outside came to the hospital. They wanted to know if they can go in and see us. Uh, and the baby, and then uh, some of her family was on her, their way as well. Uh, my my fiance has she's the youngest of nine kids, you know, so she has a lot of uh, brothers and sisters that would you know want to go to the hospital and, and see the baby. But um, a few went that were able to. Um, same with my family. We were in the uh, the room that we went into initially. That was just kind of like to help us help them assess the situation, make sure that you know everyone's okay. We were there for maybe like, uh, like an hour, and then we they moved us to our like our actual room where we stayed, um, till Friday. We got discharged Friday morning, but um, yeah, man. Like I just remember when we were in that room, the first one, and you know my family and friends were there, and there was just or my family and none of our friends went um, to uh, the hospital, and they were like you know just congratulating us and this and that. Like it was just a really good feeling. I honestly still was just like, I remember I had a feeling of almost, maybe almost numbness. Like, it, it still didn't seem real to me. Like, like, did this just happen? Like, I, I, I'm now a, a father of two. I'm a father to a baby girl. Like, it, just, it didn't feel real. It really didn't. And I think it felt more real. Even than looking at my daughter herself, it felt more real for some reason. I can't explain to you why when i would look at my fiance on the bed tired but happy and uh, you know because it's kind of like a yeah that did happen and i think that i didn't get that feeling that like it really happened by looking at my daughters because so many of my cousins have had kids that seen a newborn baby an infant you know it's like it's nothing to me like in the sense that I've seen so many babies being born, you know what I mean? Like, and it's great and all. And I know that this one's mine, but it still didn't really register in my in my mind that she's mine, if that makes sense. So I think that's why when I would see my fiance, I would think like, okay, why why else would I be in this room looking at, you know, my fiance uh, pregnant is because, or looking at her in this hospital room is because she gave birth. But um, I just remember... Uh, you know, uh, I took pictures of my parents holding her at the hospital. They got pictures of me holding my baby for the first time. And I remember looking at her, and it was just, like, the greatest feeling I've ever had in my life. Like, just seriously, was like, I felt like anything, any bad thing I did in my life or anything I wasn't happy of in my life, um, like, this is my redemption time, like, my chance for redemption and I already have a son, you know, but I didn't raise him. I didn't get the privilege to be around. He was a newborn. I didn't, you know, I, when I met him, he was four years old. Um, but now, like, I have this 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 other life, this human life that I'm in charge of. I'm responsible of forever. And I'm starting from day one. This is my opportunity to do something right from the very beginning and have no mistakes. But, of course, you know. Quickly, I found out that it's it being a parent is just a, a never-ending um, class. You're always learning something new. You can, you're never going to be the perfect parent. And I'll tell anybody that's listening to that here that ever wants to have kids, 
go into it knowing and expecting you're going to make mistakes. Don't put as much pressure on yourself as I did early on about wanting to do everything the right way, wanting to do everything perfectly for that matter. It's just, it's not going to happen, you know? But yeah, man, holding my daughter in my arms is just the most gratifying, good feeling, I've had, the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. And I was just like, that's fucking crazy. Like, I made this baby. Like, you know, I helped make this baby. I helped bring this baby into this world. And now I'm holding her here. And she's going to be here tomorrow. She's going to be there the next day after that, the next day after that. Like, she's like, this is for real. Like, this is happening now. And I remember later that night, um, I think it was that night, um, when they gave her her first bath. And I filmed it um, in the hospital. And. Um, it's just so crazy, like, just seeing the baby react to water, and it's just like, it's, it just really does, I can't explain it, and, or do any justice to it, but it's one of those things where, like, every little thing they do from when they're born, you're just like, yeah, like, you've seen people react to water and everything like that, but now you're seeing your, your newborn baby respond and cry and have real emotion, or just like, like, they're here, you know, they're finally here, they're not in mom's stomach anymore, and we ended up staying, like I mentioned earlier, till Friday. Now, they told us that we could have been dis- discharged the next day on Thursday. But because of how things went down um, at home when not having the proper equipment and just everything with that birth process, um, it seemed that the um, our baby swallowed like some, some fluids and it was nothing serious, but they just wanted to, you know, keep her there one more night at the hospital just for precautionary reasons. So we we understood, you know, and um, yeah, we got discharged Monday morning. And the first thing I did um, when we walked into the house with the baby was I took her to um, uh, to see and meet um, my dog at the time, Ginger, our Belgian Malinois, who unfortunately we had to... Um, say goodbye to six months later but like yeah like there was a point where i didn't even i didn't know if um, ginger was going to be alive to see our daughter being born so that was the very first thing i did and you know they say that when you're bringing a baby into the house you let the dogs um if you have any smell like a blanket something that just smells like the baby so they kind of familiarize themselves and just just really take in the situation and and realize there's another family member coming into the house and things like that. So I did that with with uh, with her, with our Shih Tzu and with um, our uh, our lab at the time. And um, yeah, man, like it was just it was it was so surreal. And that day, it's it's pretty funny because um, that Friday, that day that we got home, there was a, a an outing that we had planned at work. Um, to go bowling and it's like a place that has bowling laser tag all that stuff we were gonna go there as a team I pitched the idea and I basically got everything set up and I didn't go you know because obviously everything that was happening um, my fiance was telling me that um, like yeah you can you can go like if you want to tell them what happened I'm sure you're dying to tell them the story because I hadn't talked to my co-workers exactly about how it went down uh, and a part of me did want to go, but um, my in-laws were coming over that later that day to, um, you know, to meet the baby and st- or to be with the baby. And I kind of wanted to be there for that. So um, I didn't go. But, um, yeah, it was just so crazy, man. And uh, 
again, it's, it's one of those stories where um, I know people like uh, right when that happened. And even now people will tell me when I tell them for the first time and they're just like, man, that's a story that you can always tell people. And I, and I the way I take it is like, that's a story I always have. I'll always have with me to at least the actual labor part, not the whole details, you know, the days leading up to, but even at least just the, the actual birth part, that's a story I can tell like at a bar, having some beers with, with the guys, you know, whatever. Like that's, that's like people tell me like, that's a man story right there. You delivered the birth of your child. You didn't bat an eyelash. You were there calm, collected. You did everything. And you know, that honestly, like not to toot my own horn, but that does make me proud of myself because Earlier, when I was recalling the story about, you know, my daughter being born and actually coming out, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but I said that I basically just took off my backpack, and I was like, okay, well, let's do this. Let's, you know, I, I assessed the situation, and I just did everything, you know, as I needed to do, and I didn't freak out. I didn't, you know, like panic or anything like that, and I can honestly tell you the reason why is because I saw enough fear maybe in case something bad happens enough concern whatever you want to call it in um my fiance's face that i didn't want to that was almost like a trigger in my head telling me don't freak out don't be you know uh paranoid anything like that because she's already paranoid she's already scared enough for the both of you you being freaked out is only going to make things worse for her and who knows if that would impact the delivery of the baby you know at least how it comes out so that to me was what triggered to me to stay calm. It wasn't like, and now I'll be honest, it wasn't like I went in there like, oh yeah, I'm calm and collected. It was more like uh, before I can even stop and maybe be nervous or anything like that, just looking at her face, I was like, snap out of it. Like, don't go there. Keep, just stay calm, do your shit, focus on the situation. You wouldn't have, to, you wouldn't even have time to be worried or scared, you know? But um, yeah, man, that's my story. Anybody that listened to the whole thing, I appreciate it you guys uh you know <laughs> sticking with sticking through this with me and then uh i don't know I, I i feel like i maybe forgot little tidbits of information if i do i don't know if i talk to you on a regular basis i'll definitely mention it to you guys but um yeah man it um it was something else and you know what uh one thing i do want to mention for those of you that are familiar with professional wrestling the day that i found out that i was going to be a dad to a, a baby um I was wearing my Los Lista de Ingobernables shirt, the Chris Jericho uh, Naito parody shirt. Um, so it was only fitting that I wore that exact same shirt um, the day that we went home with the baby. So just to kind of, you know, if you've, if you've seen the picture of me wearing that shirt, that's why I wore it. I went out of my way to wear it. I told myself that I wanted to wear it the day she was born, but because things didn't go as planned, um, the plan was, you know, when we got to the hospital, I would change sometime during that day. And no, it didn't happen because, you know, <laughs> everything went down here at home. But yeah, that's that's my story and uh, proud of it. Um, things have luckily been uh, in our favor with the, when it comes to our daughter. We had a big scare last weekend. But other than that, you know, it's been smooth sailing with her. Um, I love her. She's her and my son uh, are my world. And, um, it, it, I would not change anything about this moment just because knowing, you know, in hindsight, 2020, that everything ended up being okay. It, to me, it makes it that much more special the way that it went down. Um, again, I'm, I hate that it, my fiance was put in a situation where 
she was in excruciating pain and someone basically told her you're not in enough pain to to keep you here and they sent her home but you know we both think back at that story and we're just like damn like that is so crazy you know and um when one of my sister-in-laws uh texted me i can't remember if it was that later that same night when when uh, our daughter was born or the day after but she texted me and it was a very heartfelt uh text message and she basically just thanked me for everything i did for her for her sister in that moment and for you know what i've done as a dad to our son and you know that she feels good about me being a dad to her her newly born niece and like that really like i i appreciated that so much and it, it meant a lot that you know somebody from her family uh view me uh sees me in that way and not that anybody else doesn't but when someone goes out of the way to tell you you know what i mean it just means differently but um but yeah that's basically it guys uh again thank you guys for checking out uh this episode and for uh listening if you uh listened to this entire episode uh please let me know on twitter i'm, I'm curious to know if anybody was able to sit through the whole story uh, any questions, comments you have about this whole uh, story, feel free to, you know, tweet me those as well. But, um, and again, I don't think I mentioned this. I don't think I ever plugged my Twitter on here, but in case you haven't seen my handle or don't know what my handle is, it's, uh, it's Miguel Yo, I-T-S-M-I-G-U-E-L-Y-O. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.